Well, before I get into the sermon today, I wanna tell you how I get a sermon and I'll explain why, but um, almost all of them come from my personal devotion time with God. Just so you know, as I'm just reading the Bible, just as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, sermons pop off the page to me, things jump to me, and I'm not even looking for it. I'm doing the same thing you do, uh, the SOAP devotional, Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. It's on our website. It's on the app. I'm doing the same thing that you're doing. And uh, as I'm reading the Word of God, sometimes current needs will jump up and, and, and a Scripture will just jump off the page because of a current need. And much of 2020 was like that with COVID. It just felt like I'd read the Word of God and all of a sudden, boom, something would hit a current need of where we're at. Um, sometimes the curiosities of Scripture hit me and uh, they turn into a sermon. Uh, if you remember, how many remember uh, the vultures are coming, you know? Yeah, and that sermon came out of just reading a passage and the curiosity of it just hit me. And then other times there's things that just jump off the Word because the Word of God is alive, it's active, it's powerful. And so there's things that are going on. And as I'm doing that, I write it down in my journal and um, I'll, I'll, I'll just write a line maybe about a sermon and then I'll add a little more, add a little more. I'll create files and, and add notes and just keep doing that. And I wanna say some of them stay as devotional thoughts. Some of them get preached. Some of them are still waiting for their release date. You know what I'm saying? They're just, and some of them may never be released. It's like the hidden album that never comes out, you know? But that's how it happens. But almost all of it comes from being in the Word. And sometimes when you're in the Word, there's more scriptures jump out. Like right now we're in soap, uh, going through the Bible, and we're in Exodus. So, um, you know, there's a few sermons that are there, but not as many. Um, and by the way, if you're new and you're not doing soap, if you're new to our church, you're learning, wondering what in the world, soap, scripture, observation, application, prayer, you can go to the website and you can look for soap starter, okay, soap starter, and we've picked just 30 days for you to start. So if you're like, am I going to start in Exodus? I'm going to start reading. How many know, like, if we're doing Leviticus and you're starting your Bible reading, you're like, man, that didn't last long. All right, you know, but... So we've got, for those that are new to this, we've got a thing called Soap Starter, and you can go to our website. So this is one of those sermons that came to me, and the verse just popped off the page. And immediately the Holy Spirit started to work on me, and we'll do this maybe this week and next week we'll talk about this. But it's John 8, 29. It says, Jesus is speaking. There is a dispute over Jesus, and is he the one? Is the promised one? Is he the Messiah? And people are wondering, and Jesus gives a defense, and then he says this, the one who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do what pleases him. And as I read that, and I've read it many times, all of a sudden it just popped off the page, for I always do what pleases him. And in that moment, in my devotion time, the Holy Spirit just hit me with, Jesus always did what pleased the Father. And he said, how are you doing on your always? You're like, wow. I, yeah, I, in that moment, I'm like, I'm not as good as the always as I'd like to be. And I, I just started to have this, and then I thought, do I even know what fully pleases him? Like, I, I, I have an idea, but... It's got to be clear, if Jesus said, I always do what pleases him, I, I, I want to dig into this. So I dig into it, and then it turned into notes, and then it turned into a sermon, and now I'm here today preaching this, what pleases God? 
What pleases God? And I'm grateful that it's not a secret that what pleases him, he told us what pleases him. And before I go any further, I just wanna make it very clear for those of you that are wondering what pleases God, um, nothing we do pleases him if we don't know him. If we don't know him as our Lord and Savior, there's nothing we're doing that's pleasing him. Romans 8, 7 and 8 says, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. But when you move from the realm of the flesh and you move to the realm of the spirit and you say yes to the grace that's been given to you, you say yes to the offer of salvation, you say yes to that, you say, God, I give you my life as, as a living sacrifice. I believe that, God, you sent Jesus to die for my sins and to pay the price for my sins, and I accept this free gift of salvation. That, that pleases God. Matter of fact, it talks about that the angels are rejoicing when one person says yes, when one person asks for forgiveness. And we know that that pleases God. And if you've never done that before, at the end of the service, you'll have an opportunity to do that, to be able to say yes to Jesus. So I want you to know that the, the first thing that pleases God is giving your life to God and saying, I recognize that I am living to the flesh, I'm living not to the things of God, and I've been living my own way, and I want to live for you. And once we've done that, we start living a life saying, God, I wanna please you. I wanna please you. You've forgiven me and I wanna please you. I always want to do what pleases you. And, and God is looking for it to flow out of love, not like a checklist. How many know what I'm talking about? It's not a checklist like, all right, he, there, here's the things that I have to do. Imagine like being married and you say, here's your flowers, here's the gift card to Nordstrom's, Here's 12 touches. Good, all right, yeah, like, I did it. Whew. Yeah, that, that's not a loving relationship. And so you're like, yeah, pastor, preach on that a little longer, all right, yeah. Or, or, or just, just imagine like if you did all those things, you're like, here, here, here's the card, here's the flowers. Now do you love me? Like, wait, we already made the vows to each other. We love each other, right? Yeah, but do you really love me? Do you, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, I, I wanna have you love me. No, God already loves you when you give your life to him. He loves you, he loves you. And so we do these things because we love him and he doesn't want us to live just trying to check the list or live in legalism. And what pleases God, I want you to understand this, but I think they have it on the screen. What pleases God is not living a list. It's a surrendered life devoted to God, lived by faith, desiring to please God. I'm gonna read it again. What pleases God is not living a list. It's a surrendered life devoted to God, lived by faith, desiring to please God. So I, I desire to please God because I love him. He loved me first. I've given my life to him. And now I want to live this way of saying, God, what pleases you? What pleases you? The apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5, 9 says, so we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in this body or away from it. Like he's saying, it's our goal. It's our goal to please him. And I'm just challenging you the same way the Holy Spirit challenged me. How are we doing on making it our goal to please God? How are we doing on, on saying, I always do the things that please the Father? How are we doing in this? Or have we just said, God, thank you for forgiveness. Now I'm gonna go live my own way. 
I desire to please God. And when we look at the word of God, there's so many things that are there that show us, like, he, like God says that he loves justice. He loves when, when the poor and the widow and, and the marginalized are treated fair, just like everybody else. He's like, that pleases me. He, he told children, he said, obeying your parents pleases me. He said, he, said, um, he said, telling the truth and being honest in business is pleasing to him. He said, doing good and sharing is pleasing. These are all things that are right there in the Bible that show us things that we can do that God is pleased with. Hebrews 13, 16, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. And I just want to challenge you to look into the word over the next couple of weeks, like what pleases God. Look for anything in the Bible that it says God is pleased with that. It's a, he accepts that. He rejoices with that because there's all sorts of things that are there for us to say, okay, I, that right there, that pleases God and I want to do it and I'm going to delight to do it. The psalm, psalmist said in Psalm 40 verse 8, I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. Like, I desire to do this. The things that you want me to do, I desire to do. I, I, I'm, I'm thrilled to do. I was talking to some of our pastors, and uh, I can't tell you how many times people will come in and they'll meet with us. And, and it's always interesting. They'll come in and they'll say, hey, I'm just wondering, can I still get to heaven and not do this or can I still get to heaven and do this? Like they want to know, like, is there a loophole? Like, I think God's word tells me not to do this. And I'm like, do they just think like we're more lenient or something? You're like they come and I'm like, no, you, you have to do that. You have to, and they're like, I know, but I was just, I mean, I know I'll, I'll be unhappy. I know it's disobedience. I know that, but do I still get in? And I'm like, no, you're doing it all wrong. Don't you understand? Like, you, I, I delight to do his will. I want to do what's pleasing for him. I, I, this is with, and it's, I, it's just something within me that says I want to do what's pleasing to God. Now, I have a confession to make. Early on in school, um, I was accused of being the teacher's pet. Okay, I was accused of that. And I was accused of being like the one that always did what, but I just thought if the teacher wanted us to do something and the teacher was in authority, we should do what the teacher wanted. I, I could see some other teacher's pets here. They're all like, yeah, 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 you know. And then I see the rebe rebels, they're like, man, loser, you know, like, okay. But I, I was like, I even found out once that, that my teacher loved Fran Tarkington and Fran Tarkington was a customer of my dad's at, at Key Cadillac. So I had my dad get an autograph from Fran Tarkington and, 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 and write it to Mrs. Paulson and do that. And, and we framed it and I brought it, I gave it to her as a gift. And I was like, and it was just like, I was so happy to do that. And as soon as I did it, other kids were like, teacher's pet, lose. I was like, I'm just trying to do what makes her happy. It, it, she told us what makes, and, and then after that, I was like, from now on, I got to do it off hours. You know what I'm saying? Like off hours, like bring the gifts after class. All right. I, it was just within me. I wanted to do what is pleasing to God. I wanted to do what was pleasing to the leaders. I wanted to do that. And we need to watch that attitude. This is, oh, oh, you're one of like, come on. 
you don't want to just do what pleases. Yes, I do. I want to do what pleases God. I want to do that. And so when I look at the life of Jesus, he said this. He said, I always do what pleases God. He was so in tune with pleasing God that even when God asked him to do the hard things, after prayer, after prayer, he says, nevertheless, not my will, but yours. Think about it. There are easy things that God asks us to do. There are, let's call them medium skill that he calls us. Then there are the hard things, suffering, sacrificing. And Jesus says, nevertheless, not my will. I will always do what you want me to do. And I believe this, God will ask you to do things beyond your strength. And I'm so grateful that we have the power of the Holy Spirit to do those things. I don't have to do it in my own strength. God gives me the strength to obey him. God gives me the strength to do the things that are pleasing to him. When I, when I look at the life of Jesus, I realize that he never did the things that displeased God. And I actually did a whole list on that too, because as I was developing, I was like, what? Are, I mean, he never did these things. And you're like, obvious, but pride. Pride is so displeasing to God. And Jesus never had pride. Coveting is displeasing to God. Jesus never coveted. Lying, filthy words, filthy living. You're like, of course he didn't. But these are things that are on the things that, the list that God is displeased with. And think of how often we do these things. Even laziness. God's like, I don't like laziness. I don't like complaining. Jesus never complained. He stayed off the uh, list of the things that God was not pleased with. And I find that so often I am on the list of the things complaining, coveting, doing those things and saying, God, I'm sorry that I'm not living in the way that I should. You, Jesus never did the things that were on the negative list, but these are the things that he did do, the positive. Jesus did the thing, and I think, what did Jesus do? He prayed. He prayed a lot, and he always was doing what the Father wanted. He prayed a lot. It, it said he had all night prayers. He prayed publicly. He prayed privately. He prayed for healings. He prayed for miracles. He prayed for people in need. I mean, he prayed all the time. When he was overwhelmed, he prayed and gave thanks. And I'm thinking, how little we pray. If I want to always do the will of the Father, I need to up my prayer life. I just got to up my prayer life. He loved God. He loved others. Even when he asked people to do tough things, love was oozing out of him. We know the story of the rich young ruler and the Bible says, and Jesus loved him and then asked him to give up everything to follow him. But it was motivated by love. Jesus loved his enemies and he even said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. He was loving. He praised God in his prayer and his life. He was thankful. We have seven different times recorded that he's giving thanks. He's giving thanks. He's giving thanks. I mean, this pleases God. I'm like, God, I need to be more thankful. I need to be more appreciative of what you put into my life. And I want to please you and always be thankful. He did what God wanted him to do. Simply put, he obeyed. He obeyed. Philippians chapter two, verse eight, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and beca by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. He obeyed, he obeyed. And, and our posture should be, God, if, if that's what pleases you, I desire to do it. If that's I, from a heart of love, I desire to do whatever pleases you. And so we're gonna follow his example. And so 
I'll ask you this thought right now. What percentage of always are you? Are you always doing the will of the Father? And don't answer, don't answer, but just think about it for a minute. I wanna work towards the always and make it the goal. I wanna, I, I wanna work towards the always because I've learned this, that the more I start living in the always, the stronger his presence is in my life. The more I start working towards the always, you know, I see more power behind the things of God in my life. The more I work towards the always, I start seeing more happiness rest on my life. And I, I would just say to the person that's not worried about the always, start moving in the direction of the always. Start moving in that direction and, and saying, God, I always, are, as much as I can, I consistently and constantly want to move in that direction. I'm not going to look for loopholes of pulling away from you. Connor and Alexia, our oldest son and our new daughter-in-law, just recently married, uh, she shared a story with us the other day. Um, before she got married, um, she lived with Beck and I for a couple months. She was uh, a nurse up here in the Twin Cities, and she was from southern Minnesota, and the commute was longer, and so she moved in with our family, and uh, of course, Connor had his own place, so it was Becca, myself, and Alexia there, and she was living with us for a couple months. And, you know, she got into some life groups, and then when people in the life group found out that, that she was marrying Connor, um, and then they found out she was living at our home, they said, uh, oh, oh, what are they like at home? <laughs> That's what they did. What are they like? And, and she said, they're, they're the same. I'm like, no, no, you can tell us. We're in life group. Like, what are they really like behind the scenes? And she said, they're, they're really the same. She's like, when we go to eat, same. At home, same. At church, same, same, same. Really the same. And it, what should have been something that made people happy, they were almost like disappointed, like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if they were hoping to get the dirt or something, but, you know, we're, she said, same, same, same. And that's because we're trying to live in the always, okay? But we're not perfect, all right? So I'll share that one, but I'll share the other side, all right? I mean, the other day we were at a hotel, Becca and I, and, and we had a discrepancy on which credit card to use and, the, and this, and, and, you know, Becca handles all the bills and does an amazing job with it. I don't have anything to do with it at all, but I was upset and I was critiquing her method of doing the bills and the credit cards and whatnot. We were in the elevator at the hotel, and I could just say, I wasn't quite living in the always in the elevator, all right? <laughs> now, there was no swearing. I don't wanna like go wait, all right? But I'm just gonna say, I wasn't quite living in the always, all right? And I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to move in the direction of the always. And I'm asking that our church would want to live that way, that we want to live in the always, that they'd say, what do you like at work? Same. What do you like when you're playing sports? Same. Matter of fact, I, was, I had a caddy one time, and he said, you're a Christian. And I said, really? How can you tell? He goes, if I played that bad, I'd be swearing, you're a Christian. All right, so... Um, <laughs> Same, same when you're playing sports, same when you're in the home, same when you're at work, same when you're at church on the weekend, same, same, same. I'm always desiring to do his will. I'm always desiring. I'm gonna step out and I'm gonna make it my aim to always do that. And so I'm just praying that we would live this way and we'd say, I always desire. Not just in our thoughts. How many know that we have become really good at our intent equals doing? Jesus said, I always do 
what pleases the Father. I don't always think about it. He didn't say, I think about it. I know what, he said, I do it. I do it. And I want to challenge you to be obedient in the always to the point of saying, I'll do it. I, I, that's my goal. I always do. And when I miss those moments, when I miss, I'm, and I'll miss them. I'll miss them. Maybe it's to share my faith. Maybe it's to give something. Maybe, and when I miss them, I can feel that correction from the Holy Spirit because he's, he's leading and guiding me into that direction of the always. Of the, I'm a long way from always. I don't even want to put a percentage on it. But my desire is to be moving in that direction and saying, I delight to do your will. I don't want to read your word and then quick pass through that or say, that doesn't apply to me or look for an excuse or an exception. I want to say, Holy Spirit, give me the strength to do the things that pleases my heavenly father. So what's on the avoid list that you're doing right now that the Holy Spirit's saying, this has got to go. This is not part of the always. I'm going to ask that you take a moment at the end of service to uh, look inside and maybe even come to a prayer team member. Or if you're online, enter something in the chat on there and saying, hey, this is on the avoid list. It's got to go. I always desire to follow him. Or maybe there's something that's on the do list that you need to do and you need to add. And you say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out in faith because faith pleases God. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to love my neighbor. I'm going to forgive my enemy. I'm going to follow the prompt. I'm going to confess my faults. I'm going to step into the yes, whatever it is. And you're going to, maybe there's something on the avoid and there's something on the step into. But I pray that our direction would be always continually moving in that direction and that our desire would be, God, we desire to do what's pleasing to you. We really do. We really do. Speak to us and help us to have that, our aim to be always, always to do your will. So God, I'm praying right now for people that they would always desire to do your will, myself included. I don't even have a clue what our percentage is, but it's a long way. Only Jesus could say he always did your will. But Lord, we still make it our aim, make it our direction. And so I know that, Holy Spirit, you could speak to people now in this room, at all of our campuses, online, anywhere around the world. Lord, help us to move into the always direction. Help us to, to uh, stay away from the things that we're supposed to avoid and drop those and let go of those things, knowing that you have something better for us. And God, help us to look at the things that Jesus did and add those things and step into those things and live in that way. God, help us. Help us, Lord. Help us to live always doing what pleases you, Father. Forgive us for wanting your forgiveness and then wanting to satisfy our own desires. Help us to take that forgiveness and then live a life of love that says whatever you want, whatever you desire, not my will, but your will be done. Help us to go after the always. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.